So, I want to say shalom to all the Israelites out there. We got Brother Sid and Brother Corey here today. And we want to give all praises be to the Most High, um, Ahaya, and, the, and His Son, Yeshaya. Mm-hmm. Today, um, it's a well-needed lesson. I believe we're going to go into the Sunday deception. Uh, we're going to talk about um, keeping the Sabbath day holy. And uh, if you do want to attend church, what day is required of the Most High God? So we're going to go into it today, and uh, we just ask that you um, you follow us through the precepts. You got quite a few precepts today, but um, we're not really going to go into our emotions or how we particularly feel. Um, what we try to do here is just follow what the Most High commands of us. Uh, so we're going to start today in Second Thessalonians chapter two, verse ten and eleven. Second Thessalonians chapter two, <clears throat> verse ten and eleven. Second Thessalonians two, ten and eleven. Verse ten, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth. That they might be saved. So truth is love. That's that's what we're here to do. You know, we're not gonna we're not gonna sugarcoat anything. Um, we have been wrong for a lot of our life. Um, we weren't told the truth. We've been deceived on uh, many occasions uh, because we're worth so much that Satan is the ultimate deceiver. That he would try to deceive us. So read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse ten. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. Because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. Right. So the truth will set you free. That's how you're saved through truth. So, you know, I hear in the Christian churches, it should be about love. And it is about love, you know, and truth is love. Read. Verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they might, that they should believe a lie. Read that again, brother. Verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion. That they should believe a lie. So in these last days, there would be a strong delusion that people would easily believe a lie. They would, you know, not do any research. They would believe something pretty much because somebody told them. Mm -hmm. You know, now I'm not saying, you know, to go attack your preachers and pastors. Um, Some of them may not even know uh, this particular information. You know, but if you love somebody, you tell them the truth. So we're here to tell you the truth, to break those bonds that Satan have put on you. Read that scripture again, brother. Second Thessalonians 2, verse 11. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. Right. So majority of the people today, uh, mostly Christians, Catholics, uh, they are attending church on the first day of the week, which is Sunday. And we're going to see, is that what the Most High commanded of us or is it something else? Mm-hmm. Now, for those of us who know history and know the Bible, we're going to go into a little bit of history today. We're going to go into Israelite culture. Moses was an Israelite. Christ was an Israelite. The 12 disciples was an Israelite. The, the Bible is about, it's the history of the Israelites. So we're going to see when Moses received the law, was he told to go to church on Wednesday or Monday, Sunday maybe? Or what day was it? So we're going to go into the Sabbath today. We're going to show you the Sunday deception and how imperative it is that you follow the correct day. We're going to go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Because, you know, one thing we hear is that the Sabbath is is an Old Testament law. So, therefore, you know, it's Old Testament. God has changed. And, you know, that's just, oh, we don't do that anymore. You know, we, you know, that's just, that's, that's the, that's the particular 
advanced that I have heard. When I've come to somebody with this particular information, um, they usually tell me, you know, that's just for the Jews. Well, if you are a so-called African-American, you are a Jew. If your forefather was on a slave ship, then you're a Jew. So this law is actually for you. We're going to go to Malachi chapter 3, verse 6. Malachi 3 and 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. Read that again. <clears throat> For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. So the Lord does not change. Uh, he's the same today, tomorrow, and forever. The difference between a man, a woman, and the Most High God is the Most High God don't change. I change my mind all the time. Mm -hmm. Every day, I change my mind. Brother Corey changes his mind. All the time. All the time. You know, women, they change <clears throat> their mind. The Most High, what he says, he means that. And, you know, we have to think of the Most High as our father. The same way your dad tell you to do something, your dad going to always want you to do exactly as he said. He's not going to come to you and say, well, you know, I said don't murder nobody when you were seven. But now that you're 27, you know what? Go ahead. Go right ahead. Right. <laughs> your father would never do that. And the Most High is your father's father. So we're going to go into it again to prove to you that the Most High don't change <clears throat> Malachi 3 verse 6 For I am the Lord I change not Therefore ye sons of Jacob are not consumed The sons of Jacob Jacob had 12 sons Which are the 12 tribes of Israel You have the Negroes You have the Hispanics You have the Hawaiians and Samoans The people of the South Pacific You have the natives All of these people are sons of Jacob Jacob children look a little bit different because Jacob had 12 children by four different women. So therefore his children would look similar but not the same. They would have different characteristics. Mm -hmm. So we're talking specifically and especially to Israelites. You know, we have been destroyed. We have been downtrodden and on the bottom. We've had our land stolen. We've been thrown into captivity. And it's because we are not following the Most High God's laws. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Malachi 3, verse 6. For I am the Lord, I change not. Therefore, ye sons of Jacob are not consumed. All right, so the Lord does not change. We're going to go into the Ten Commandments because I don't think that a lot of people know that keeping the Sabbath is in the Ten Commandments. And I know that all Christians out there, they believe in the Ten Commandments. They may not believe in everything, but they believe in the Ten Commandments. I remember growing up, this was the first thing I learned, the Ten Commandments. The Ten Commandments. So we're going to go like there. something they always forget. Yep. So, we, I know me personally, <clears throat> I'm pretty good at keeping these these particular laws, these ten. But there was one that I, I shied away from. We're actually going to start at verse one, actually. Um, we're going to start at Exodus 20 and 1. We're going to read 1 through 8. <clears throat> Exodus 20 verse 1. And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought, brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So the Most High is the God that brought us out of Egypt. We were the same people that were in captivity in Egypt that crossed the Red Sea. Read. Verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now, we should not have any other gods before me to prove to you that there's other gods. Read that again, brother. Verse 3. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. That's plural. So, 
it's important that we understand that just because somebody says that, you know, they believe in God doesn't necessarily mean that they're talking about the God you follow. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, we have to specify because Satan likes to work in ambiguity. So read that again, brother. Verse three, thou shalt have no other gods before me. Right. Thou shalt not make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in the earth beneath or that is in the water under the earth. Right. Read. Thou shalt not bow down thyself to them nor serve them. For I am the Lord thy God and a jealous God. Visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children until the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. That's the proof that, number one, there's generational curses. So that means, you know, we went into slavery. Our mm-hmm. people went into slavery because of something our forefathers did. It wasn't mm-hmm. necessarily something that generation did. So the, the children will pay for the sins of the father. Read that scripture again, brother. And, and real quick, a lot of things that novices usually say, they always ha- ask the one question, why does God let so much you know bad stuff go on in the world? And this is why. Was verse 5. Yes, Thou shalt not bow, th- bow down thyself to them, nor serve them. For I am the Lord thy God, and a jealous God, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children unto the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. Right, so you're going to want to follow the laws for your children's sake at least. Read. Verse 6, and showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. So that's the proof that the way that you show the Most High you love him is to keep his commandments. And brothers and sisters, I think you could understand this because... When you're in a relationship, a committed relationship, um, and you tell someone you love them, um, what comes with telling somebody you love them is that you're going to do what's said. You know, you, you have an agreement on, you know, how you should be treated, uh, what's respectful, what's not. And you have to do what your wife tells you to do or what your husband tells you to do. That's how you show somebody that you love them. You cannot, you know, do whatever you want to do against their wishes and then say you love somebody. It's just not... How the world works. Read that scripture again, buddy. Verse 6. And showing mercy unto thousands of them that love me and keep my commandments. Right. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless that taketh his name in vain. Now, growing up in a quote-unquote black home, we all knew not to say these things. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, the majority of these Ten Commandments we follow on a daily basis. And we don't even need to. We just do it. In general, it's not hard to do. But this next one, let's see. How many people are keeping this particular law? Exodus 20, verse 8. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Read that again. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Notice that it says remember the Sabbath day. Because the Most High God knew that this would be the one we would forget. All of the other nine, he doesn't say remember. This particular one, he says, read that again, brother. Verse verse 8, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Right, so remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. How do you keep it holy? <clears throat> verse 9, six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, nor thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Read that again, brother. Verse 10. Well, verse 9. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. The seventh day. Now, 
a lot of us, especially here in America, we uh, have forgotten what the first day of the week is. Majority people, I would say 90% of people, um, if you ask them, you walk up to them and ask them, uh, you know, what's the first day of the week? And they'll tell you Monday. Uh, I was one of those people, and I actually knew that it wasn't Monday, but I, my mind was just set up that way mm-hmm. because of how society is. So it is important because if I tell you I have a million dollars for you and you know I need you to um, meet me at the mall on the seventh day of the week and you come on Sunday, I'm not going to be there. I'm gonna, I have already given that million dollars away. Right, so we can understand that if a if a father come to his son and say, "Listen, son, I need that garage cleaned up by the seventh day of the week," and then you come and you do it on Sunday, that's going to be an issue because your daddy told you what day he needed it done by. Mm-hmm. So it may seem like a minute detail, but obedience is the key. Fathers should understand this. I know mothers understand, wives understand because if if you know you have a uh, if you have you're telling your husband wives that we're gonna go out to dinner on you know the last day of the week, and he says you know okay, and then when Saturday come, he's like oh I thought you meant tomorrow, mm-hmm. but you already dressed, you got your hair done, you're smelling good, right? <laughs> so a day does matter. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse eight. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shalt thou labor and do all thy work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. In it thou shalt not do any work, thou, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, thy man, thy manservant, nor thy maidservant, nor thy cattle, nor thy stranger that is within thy gates. Right. So this is Hebrew law. Israelites don't bank on the Sabbath. We're going to show you that. We don't bank, which means we don't spend money. We don't do work for money. We do no servile work on this particular day. Read that next scripture, brother. Verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Read that again, brother. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. He blessed the seventh day. Nobody, including myself, have the the power. We're not in the position to change what day God blessed. So if God say he blessed the seventh day, that's the day I'm going to sing to him. That's the day. You know, I'm going to sing to him every day, but on a higher degree to the, on the Sabbath day. I'm going to go to him on the Sabbath day if I have a request or I have a need or a want because I know that he said he blessed the seventh day. We can't change that blessing. So, you know, what you're going to find out here today, Lord willing, that the Lord blessed the Sabbath day. And a lot of those healings from the New Testament were getting done on the Sabbath day. So none of us have the right or power to be able to change what day the Lord blessed. Read that again, brother. 11, please. Verse 11. For in six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that in them is. And rested the seventh day. Wherefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. So the Most High God rested on the seventh day. So we're just mimicking our Father. See, the Most High didn't rest on the first day. He rests on the last day. 
Now we're going to move on. That was we wanted to show you that this is actually ten commandments. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you're not following the ten, it's going to be hard for you to make it into the kingdom because the ten are the easiest ones. And if you follow these ten, you're following all of the laws. Now we're going to show you because some people say, you know, once again, this is an Exodus. This this is way back. That's almost all the way in the beginning. That's old. I had a sister tell me that. <laughs> I think this week she said, you know. You're, you're, you're being, you know, people who follow the Bible are um, are brainwashed by a book that was written by men thousands of years ago. And my question to her was, uh, number one, tell me one book that wasn't written by a man. <laughs> because I, I would love to see that. I, I would love to see that. Now, we're going to move on to Genesis. No, we're going to move on to Hebrews, actually. Hebrews 13 and 8, Salakia. Hebrews in your New Testament chapter 13 verse 8 start Uh, yes sir Hebrews 13 and 8 Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever read that again Jesus Christ the same yesterday and today and forever see so that particular excuse to say it's old that's not going to work because the Most High in Christ, His Son, you're a Christian, right? So you do follow Christ. That's one thing the Christians do have right. They follow Christ. They love some Christ. Well, Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. To prove to you that this is how you defend your faith. If I ask somebody, you know, I've asked many people, pastors included, show me in the Bible where they went to church on Sunday. Or show me where it says to go worship on a Sunday. And, you know, I pretty much got a lot of philosophy um, and a bunch of their own ideologies. They just started, you know, talking to me and uh, not going into scripture. That's what I mean. When we say philosophy, that means a man giving you his spin or sister giving you her spin without going into scriptures. So read that again, brother. Hebrews 13 and 8. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today. And forever. Right. So the Sabbath stands forever. Now, what we want to do is show you that the Sabbath actually begins on Friday night when the sun goes down. We're going to show you that according to the Bible, a new day starts at sundown, not at 12.01. Now, when you go 12.01 at night, uh, midnight, right? And 12 o'clock, there's no difference. When you look outside, there's completely no difference at all. So they've actually tricked us into believing that 12 o'clock signifies a new day. When according to scripture, which is pretty much, you know, the only important thing we need to go by, mm-hmm. the day starts when the sun goes down. We're going to prove that to you because we need you to know exactly when the Sabbath is. So if, you know, your mom is sick, your granddaddy, something's going on, this is the time when you go to him. You go to him Friday night to Saturday night. You don't. We don't spend money from Friday night to Saturday night. Now we're not saying you have to go to a church because the people are the church. You got to remember that we are the church, but you should not be working if you know if you uh, if you have the freedom to do so. Uh, you definitely shouldn't be spending money, even if you have to work. Because some people we do you know we understand that a lot of people are you know you know. Some of us are the only parent in our home and, you know, our check is the only one coming in there. So we understand you have grace, you know, but once you 
once you have an opportunity to switch that day out to work a different day, you know, um, it would be incumbent upon you to uh, take that particular opportunity. Now, we're going to go into Genesis and show you that the day actually starts when you look outside and the sun is gone. That's a new day. Uh, we're going to go to Genesis. We're going all the way to the beginning. Uh, chapter 1 and verse 5. Oh, chapter 1, verse 5. <clears throat> Genesis 1, verse 5. And God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. See? So the evening... In the morning were the first day. Why is he saying that? Because the Most High said, let there be light to let you know that darkness came first. It was already dark. So he had to say, let there be light. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Genesis 1 and 5. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. And the evening and the morning were the first day. So it starts in the evening. At sundown, whatever time sundown, because sundown actually changes all throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So you'll notice that in summertime, it's pretty, it's later. It's sometimes it's almost 10 o'clock, you know. Uh, in winter, it, it becomes almost at, you know, 5 or 4. So we just want to prove to you that Sabbath is Friday night to Saturday night to prove to you that, you know, um, that's where most... Um, most loss of life happen is on Friday to Saturday night. Most people getting into car accidents. Uh, there's 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 um, a lot of violence. There's a lot of uh, vitriol that's being uh, that's being spread on Friday to Saturday night at the clubs. There's a lot of sinning going on. I I did a lot of prior to my understanding of you know the Sabbath and when it was. I was under the impression that number one. It didn't matter what day I went to church, as long as I give them a day. <laughs> and, you know, that's so disrespectful to say it don't matter. As long as I give you a day, I'll give you, just give you any day, Lord. <laughs> right? That, that's so disrespectful because you don't do that on your birthday or these holidays that you, you're celebrating that you shouldn't be celebrating either. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we got to have some respect and become those people um, who had some vigor standing up for the most high that we used to be pr before. You know, America have done a number on a lot of us where we don't take anything sacred, especially something we can't touch or spin, right? Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Genesis 1 and 5. And God called the light day and the darkness he called night. And the evening and the morning were the first day. The evening and the morning to prove to you when you look outside and this, you see the moon now, it's a, it's a completely different day according to the Bible. So from Friday sundown to Saturday sundown. We do no work. We spend no money. We read and study our Bibles. And then Sunday night, when the sun goes down, it's a new day. So then you can go out. See? So the Most High is not trying to take all your fun. Okay? He gave you six days. And he only asked for one day. That's all he asked for. He's equitable. The Most High is an equitable God. So Saturday night, if you want to go out, not saying, you know, go to the club and stuff. You could do that if that's what you want. And you wouldn't be sinning according to the Most High. But Saturday night would be the night you want to do that. Not Friday night. Think about your life and all the things that have happened on a Friday night. Or a Saturday during the evening, you know, or early morning. When you out or just coming home and been spending money. Just just think about in your own personal life all the things that have transpired on Friday nights for you. 
And you'll understand why the Most High want us to be still on the Sabbath. He want us to be home on the Sabbath. Up in heaven, as it is in heaven, or as it is on the earth, as it is in heaven. They're quiet. They're still on the Sabbath. And the world is running amok. It's loud. The Most High is looking down on us. And everything's moving. And sales going. There's people all over the place shopping, cashing checks, spending money at the mall, at the pool, at the adventure park, right? Spending all types of cash. The Most High is not dealing with this world anymore. You're going to find out that. This may be the first time that you've ever heard of the Sabbath. Mm. But it's not by chance because this particular, this one particular law could change your life. And it will change your life if you, if you take it upon yourself to um, incorporate this into your, your regimen. Uh, it's an easy thing. It's an easy thing. We're going to go into it further. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, verse 2 and 3. <clears throat> Genesis 2 verse 2 And on the seventh day God ended his work Which he had made And he rested on the seventh day From all his work which he had made So the Most High rested on the seventh day Verse 3 And God blessed the seventh day And sanctified it Because that in it he had rested from all his work Which God created and made Read that again brother <clears throat> Verse 3 And God blessed the seventh day And sanctified it because that in it he had rested from all his work which God created and made. He blessed the first day? The seventh day. Alright, so read that again one more time. Verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it. Because that in it he had rested from all of his work which God created and made. Right, so the Most High God, <clears throat> he blessed the seventh day. The seventh day is Saturday. Friday night to Saturday night is the seventh day according to scripture. So, you know, no matter how your heart feels or how good your pastor, you know, makes you feel or sings those songs, the day should be the Saturday that we, you know, that we come together. You know, you can't tell me that the same gospel songs that we're singing in these churches on Sunday, we can't do it a day early. And it won't, it'll have more power. You know, if you're down on your, you know, if you're down on your health and you think you may be at its end, this is the day that you have to come to the Most High. It's imperative that you understand that this is the day that He blessed. And He is trying to communicate with you on this day. But while you're out at the club and, you know, spending money at the mall on Saturday morning at Denny's, He's not able to connect with you because you're sinning. This is the day when He is trying to communicate with you. If you stayed at home and stared at the wall all Friday night to Saturday night, you would be doing more for the Most High God than going to church on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Because the Most High can deal with you while you just sleep. Even if you sleep, sometimes I wake up and I have understanding of scriptures. Oh, I know what the Most High need me to do. And I know the brothers and sisters out there, you've woken up and had some understanding before. Because the Most High God can talk to you even in your sleep. So you, if you slept all uh, Saturday, that would be lawful, according to the Most High. So it's not it's it's really not about going to church. We want to we, you know we want to stress that you do not have to go to church according to you know have a relationship with God and actually be following the Bible because these laws aren't religious. This is a cultural thing. Israelites did this as culture. This is just you know Europeans have culture, Asians have culture. This is the culture of God's chosen people, the Israelites. So it's not a religious law actually. Now, we're going to move... Well, let's read that scripture again. <clears throat> Genesis 2 and 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, 
Because that in it, he had rested from all of his work, which God created and made. Right. So the Most High blessed and sanctified the seventh day. And we, you know, previously read that he doesn't change. He's the same today, tomorrow, you know, yesterday, forever. So he blessed the seventh day. And these are just small, minute details that you could tweak in order to get better, uh, to get a better um Reward from the Most High uh, to have your life change in a positive direction. If you continue to, you know, cook with the same ingredients, you'll get the same recipe. So a lot of us have been going to church for 20, 30 years on a Sunday, have not been healed. Grandmama been there every Sunday, still not healed. Our life seems like it's falling apart, even though we're going to church. Mm-hmm. And I always have a question for brothers and sisters when they go to church on Sunday. Did you learn? When is the last time you learned something you didn't know at church on a Sunday? Because, you know, I went to church for many, many years. And I every time, you know, I came home, my mom would ask me, you learn anything? And I'd be like, uh, not anything I didn't know. <laughs> no. And I didn't even realize, you know, for me, it was cool. I just was going to church to get it out the way, to be honest with you. I wasn't even interested in learning anything. But I, you know, there was nothing to learn because it's the same message Pretty much every Sunday You can go to any church In America and you'll hear pretty much The same thing on a Sunday So that's part of the reason why A lot of men aren't going to church You know, It seems as if uh, women have uh, Used this as a, more of a social Gathering um, To come together and just uh, You know just to uh, parlay with each other Just to talk and show their hair and outfits It's really not even about education Anymore you know it's about the songs And the singing you know, a man, he's not going to sit around for that, mostly, you know, majority. Now, if you can teach a man something, you'll see that you'll see that line rile up in him where he want to follow the Most High. He actually want to lead the way. Mm-hmm. Read that scripture again, brother, please. <clears throat> Genesis 2, verse 3. And God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because that in it he had rested from all his work, which God created and made. All right. Now we're going to go to Leviticus 23 and 3 because we want to bring home the point. We don't want to just show you what the Bible says because usually this should be enough. I should be able to show this scripture to a Christian and this should be enough. They should just start going to church on the Sabbath or, you know, not spending money and working on the Sabbath instead of Sunday. But, you know, dealing with especially Israelites, (laughs) Dealing with people of color, that's not going to be enough. We, you know, usually we're hard headed, and um, you know, so we're gonna we're gonna buffer the point with more scriptures. Uh, Leviticus chapter twenty three and three. Le- Leviticus twenty three verse three: Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. Ye shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord and all your dwellings. Read that one more time, brother. <clears throat> Six days shall work be done, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of rest and holy convocation. You shall do no work therein. It is the Sabbath of the Lord and all your dwellings. And uh, we went to the scripture because we want we want to uh, we want to examine the scripture where it says the Sabbath day is the seventh day. So seventh and Sabbath are synonymous. Um, it's a day of rest. It's a day where you can just rest. You know, stay home with your friends, your family. You know, read scripture, you know, watch TV, depending on what you're watching, as long as it's not sin. You know, it's a day for you. It's not even the Sabbath day was made for man, not the other way around. This is a day for you because, you know, in this world, in this life, we always ripping, we're running, we're always out. We don't have a day to just rest 
and let our body heal itself and get ready for the, the week, the upcoming week. This is a day if, you, if you're married or you have children that you spend in the house together or out at the park together. You know, as long as you're not spending money, of course. You know, Corey and I and our church, uh, we gas up before the sun goes down on Friday. Mm-hmm. We all go shopping. Sometimes we see each other at the store mm-hmm. on Friday before the sun goes down because we know we're not allowed to spend it from sundown to sundown. So if you know you're going to need milk or you're going to need feminine products, then you go get, or gas, right? Then you go get that, you gas the whole car up, then you can actually drive on the Sabbath somewhere, right? Because you don't have to stop for gas. So, you know, we just wanted to show you that six days work should be done. And the seventh day is the Sabbath, the day of rest. And also it says, it is the Sabbath of the Lord in all your dwellings. Because I had an Israelite, a brother, uh, uh, African-American, who's a, who are the Jews, he came to me and said, well, you know, we, we're in captivity right now. You know, we're not in our land. We don't have Israel anymore. Therefore, we don't follow that law. When the scripture says in all your dwelling. So if you was on the moon, <laughs> it would still be the Sabbath. And, you know, we got to have some vigor with ourselves and, you know, make it no way possible that, you know, we're not going to follow the Lord and what he require of us. Um, now we're going to go to. Luke 24, because we gotta, we're going to go to the resurrection. Because Christians usually, if you go to your pastor and ask them, why do we go to church on, uh, on the first day of the week, on Sunday? They'll usually come to you and say, what? Well, Christ rose on a Sunday. Therefore, um, you know, we go to church on a Sunday. Now, let's just say Christ did rise on a Sunday. Did he then say Okay, uh, now everybody go to church on Sunday now? That's the question you have to ask yourself. Who made somebody the authority to say, okay, because he he rose on a Sunday, which he didn't, but because he rose on a Sunday, we're going to change the day. See, we're going to go into the history because most pastors and preachers don't think that you're actually going to go to the scriptures to read. And we we are, because that's, you know, we actually read scriptures. We actually, um, we believe the Bible literally, not as a, as an allegory or anything like or a metaphor first we believe it literally this is an actual history book we're going into history here guys read Luke 24 and 1 now upon the first day of the week very early in the morning they came unto the sepulchre bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them read that again brother Verse 1, now upon the first day of the week. Upon the first day of the week. So this is Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. Right. Very early in the morning, they came unto the sepulcher, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulcher. So when they came on Sunday morning, early in the morning, very early in the morning, actually, it says. <laughs> Go ahead. <clears throat> And they entered it and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. Right. So the first day of the week is a Sunday. They went there very early in the morning and Christ wasn't there. So I'm, I'm really at a loss for words for why, you know, these preachers and doctors are trying to tell us, uh, excuse me, I said doctors, these preachers and teachers, bishops um, supposed to be men of God are telling us. That Christ rose on the first day of the week when he was gone on the first day of the week. See? Read that again, brother. Verse 1. Now upon the first day of the week, very early in the morning, 
They came unto the sepulchre, bringing the spices which they had prepared and certain others with them. And they found the stone rolled away from the sepulchre. And they entered it and found not the body of the Lord Jesus. All right. Now, so we just wanted to buffer the point that Christ wasn't even, Christ didn't even rise on a Sunday. So that particular um, excuse, uh, that's not going to work for this case. Okay. So now we're going to go, this is New Testament now. We're not even dealing with the Old Testament. We're dealing with the New Testament now. Therefore, all Christians deal with the New Testament, I believe. So, you know, check these scriptures out. See if you can find anywhere where, you know, it says that it's okay to, um, you know, go to church or teach or spend money on the sun, on, you know, on Sunday instead of, you know, Saturday. If there's, if you can find it in the Bible where it says they did it, Christ did it, his disciples did it, then you should do it. If you can find out they went to church on Sunday, then please, we, we need that scripture. We want to follow that. We need that, please. So now we're going to go to Acts chapter two, which is. The res after the resurrection of Christ. Anybody who knows, you know, scripture knows that Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John is Christ's was the life of Christ. Now we're going into Acts chapter two. Because Acts is um Acts is after um it's after Christ has already died and come back. Um we're gonna go to one second here. Excuse me. Actually, we're going to go, we're going to skip Acts, actually. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians. We're going to go to 1 Corinthians. Let's go there instead. This, this scripture fits easy. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 1 and 2. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians 16 and 1. Now concerning the collection for saints, and I have given order to the churches of Galatia, even so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in the store. As God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Right. Now it says, upon the first day of the week, let everyone lay by him in store. So you would have to, what they're saying is, you, the money would have to be gathered on the first day of the week. And the reason for that is because, of course, Jews, Israelites, don't spend money on the Sabbath. We don't bank on the Sabbath. So the money that was for the ministry... You know, these disciples, it was a traveling church. They went to, you know, Galatia, Corinth. They went to many different places. They needed money, of course, right? So read that again, brother. Verse 2. <laughs> Verse 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Right, because when he comes, it'll be a Sabbath. He'll be teaching. So you set aside, you know, that money for the church on the Sunday. You give that up, right? So that's why they, you know, have just changed everything pretty much and put the worship service on Sunday now. When you go past the church, it usually says worship service, 10 a.m., Sunday. See? So they actually, the day they were supposed to be collecting the money, they just made church on that day. See? On the first day of the week, you can set aside money, which, which, which proves to you that it's not a holy day because you can deal with money on a Sunday. You can't bank on a Sabbath. Read that one more time, brother. <clears throat> first Corinthians 16 and 2. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God hath prospered him, that there be no gatherings when I come. Right, so you give what you can on the first day of the week. Therefore, when I come, we won't have to take up the money, the alms. 
Mm-hmm. See? So now we go to Acts 13. After Pentecost. Penti means 50. We're going to go into it. Acts 13. This is after Christ. To prove to you, you know, after Christ rose, people claim on a Sunday, did they start going to church on Sunday after that? Let's see. Because this is after Christ. was Because Christ rose so-called on a Sunday, which he didn't, but even if he did, let's see. Did the Jews and Israelites, did they start going to church and worshiping on a Sunday after that? Let's Acts 13 and 42. And when the Jews were going out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> and when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. Right. See, so the Jews actually taught Gentiles. Gentiles would be anybody outside of the children of Israel, which would mean Africans. It would mean uh, Edomites or Caucasians. It would mean Chinese. It would be people from India. It, all of these people are Gentiles. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Acts 13 and 42. And when the Jews were gone out of the synagogue, the Gentiles besought that these words might be preached to them the next Sabbath. See, so they were preaching on the Sabbath day. See? And this is after Christ had already died and risen. Read verse 44, brother. Acts 13 and 44. And the next Sabbath day came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Whoa, read that again. And the next Sabbath day came came almost the whole city together to hear the word of God. Right. So the next Sabbath came, the whole city came to hear the word of God because it was being taught on a Sabbath. See? So, you know, if you're following the Bible, then you're going to want to follow the Sabbath. Now, if you're just following man's tradition and what's comfortable for you, then that's another thing. Then that's fine, too. You know, but, you know, at the Commandment Keepers Church, we actually just follow the Bible. We don't put our emotions in it. You know, we want a better life. And this is how we receive a better life. Now, that was that that's Acts 13, which, you know, anybody who knows their Bible knows Christ had already lived and died. So after Christ died, they still continued in the Sabbath. They wouldn't, you know, change it up because Christ died. This it doesn't make any sense. So we're going to go to Acts fifteen twenty one to buffer home the point. Acts fifteen verse twenty one, for Moses of old time hath in every city them that preached him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Read that again, brother. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preached him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Right. So for Moses in old time hath in every city them that preach him, meaning Moses wrote the Torah, which is the first five books. And, you know, we were teaching out of those books on the Sabbath in the synagogue. See? So where did it change? It changed somewhere, but it wasn't here in the Bible because in the Bible... These particular Christians, these particular Israelites, they followed on the Sabbath day. So is your pastor, you know, is your is your pastor pimping from the pulpit just to get money? See, read that again, brother. Acts 15 and 21. For Moses of old time hath in every city them that preach him being read in the synagogues every Sabbath day. Right. The Sabbath day. The disciples followed the Sabbath over 60 times in Acts. Check it out. If you don't believe me, check it out. We're going to go to Colossians 2 and 16 because this is usually where a Christian goes. 
after they find out that they were, you know, following Sabbath in New Testament. They usually go right to this scripture. We're going to go there to show you how to defend that. Colossians 2 and 16. Colossians 2 verse 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink or in respect of an holy day or of the new moon or of the Sabbath days. See? See, brother? You can't judge me for the Sabbath day or for the holy days because I'm celebrating holidays. You, you can't judge me because I'm eating steak, right? Is That, that scripture is not saying... I can't correct you. Judgment, according to the Bible, is death. If you were caught sleeping with a man's wife, or a sister sleeping with a woman's husband, or a homosexual, you were put to death. If you were caught working on the Sabbath day, you were put to death. Right? Because the judgment for sin is death. We know that. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Colossians 2 and 16. Let no man therefore judge you in meat or in drink, or in respect of an holy day, or of the new moon, or of the Sabbath day. Right, see? So it's not saying, I can't correct you and say, sister or brother, you know that's the wrong day that you're attending church. It's saying, I can't kill you for following Sunday. That's what it's saying. I can't kill you if you are working on the Sabbath, see? So what, what Paul was trying to say is, you're not going to come up here killing people because they're not following the Sabbath the way they should, see? And I don't see anybody being killed for being a homosexual or, you know, for going to church on Sunday. So the judgment is actually death. So when somebody come to you, you, you ask them, you know, judgment in the Bible is death. When we're talking about having a conversation, it's simply correction. I know a lot of people don't even want to be corrected, but there is a huge difference in correction and judgment. And we just wanted to put that out there. We're going to go to Revelations 14 and 12. Revelations, we all know that's the last book. Revelations chapter 14, verse 12 to see. Revelations 14 and 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Right. So the saints, the patience of the saints, the love is those who keep the commandments of God. See, if you love the most high, you got to keep the commandments. We went over a scripture like that early. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. Right. So those who are going to make it into the kingdom are those who are keeping the commandments, not giving you a reason to break it by saying, oh, well, that was old or that's for the Jews or the, the true followers of Christ wouldn't do that. They wouldn't make up an excuse to, to break God's law. They would just follow God's law. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. Here is the patience of the saints. Here are they that keep the commandments of God and the faith of Jesus. All right. Now, since it's talking about Jesus, let's see what Jesus had to say about this. Did he come to change the law? Let's go to Matthew 5 and 17. Because a lot of people say, you know, well, Christ came and since he died, you know, I can eat ham. Or, you know, I can be a homosexual because, you know, Christ died for my sins. Let's see. Matthew 5, verse 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law of the prophets. I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. Think not that I've come to destroy the law or the prophets. The law is the first five books of Moses, known as the Torah. The prophets is the Tanakh, which is Jeremiah, Ezekiel, the prophetic books. Right? Read that again, brother. <clears throat> verse 17. Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. 
I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. A Christian will stop you right there and say, see, he, he came to fulfill it. He fulfilled it, which means I don't have to do it anymore. But continue to read, brother. Verse 18. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one, top, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. So if you look outside and can see a heaven and an earth, a sun and a moon, then the law does not, the, the law will always be pertinent. The law will never be null and void. Read that again, brother. Verse 18. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. So we're not going to allow you to use Christ against the law as if Christ came to break the law. He didn't. He came to fulfill it, which means he came to do what was in the law. Remember, Christ said, I didn't come to do my own will, but he who sent me. See, so he didn't come to change anything. He came to do exactly what was in the Torah and Tanakh. Read the next scripture, brother. Verse 19. Whosoever, therefore, shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Read that again. Whosoever, therefore, shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Right. So if somebody's telling you that you should break the commandments, and we know that this is the, the eighth commandment. This is one of the ten commandments is to keep the Sabbath day holy. If somebody come with any reason why you shouldn't follow that particular law, they're going to be the least in the kingdom of heaven. Right. See. So no matter how you feel personally or your pastor feels personally, they should never give you an excuse on why you should be able to break the law. Read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Verse 19. Whosoever, therefore, shall break one of these least commandments and shall teach men so, he shall be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. Uh -huh. But whosoever shall do and teach them, the same shall be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Right. So we should be teaching brothers and sisters to follow the law, not to break the law. This is part of the reason why we went into captivity, because we broke God's law, especially this one. Not only did we break the law, but we put up another day. Sunday comes from sun worship. Egyptians worshiping the sun. See? So if you wanted to be different, the followers of God, the Most High, would keep the Sabbath day holy, the seventh day. And they would never give an excuse on why they're going to break that law. Now, we're going to go to Nehemiah chapter 13 because we want to show you how vigorous we were and how serious and stern we were as a people in the Old Testament about keeping God's law. We're going to go to Nehemiah chapter 13, verse 15. Nehemiah 13, 15. We're going to read 15 through 21, actually. <clears throat> Nehemiah 13, verse 15. In those days saw I in Judah... Some treading wine presses on the Sabbath and bringing in sheaves and lading asses as also wine, grapes and figs and all manners of burdens, which they brought into Jerusalem on the Sabbath day and not testified against them in the day wherein they sold victual. So uh, uh, Judah, the Jews, the Negroes, they started breaking God's law because we are hard headed. They started working on the Sabbath. They were getting together grains. They were... Um, pressing wine, you know, they were picking figs. These are all things you're not supposed to do. They were selling victuals. See? A lot of people a lot of people don't know that Jerusalem was a money-making capital. See? And this was done on the Sabbath day. Read 16, brother. Verse 16. 
There dwelt men of Tyree, also therein. The men of Tyree are Africans. They're Hamites. Read. Which brought fish and all manner of ware, and sold on the Sabbath day unto the children of Judah in Jerusalem. Read that again. They were dwelt men of Tyree, also therein, which brought fish and all manner of ware, and sold on the Sabbath day unto the children of Judah in Jerusalem. Right. So Africans started to come into Jerusalem in order to make money off of us on the Sabbath. That was a no-no. We're not allowed to spend money on the Sabbath. We're not even allowed to sell on the Sabbath. Israelites, mm-hmm. Jews, we're not allowed to do any banking. Read. Verse 17. Then I contended with the nobles of Judah and said unto them, What evil thing is this that the, that ye do and profane the Sabbath day? To show you what profaning the Sabbath day is. Selling, buying, working. That's how you profane the Sabbath day. Read. Verse 18. Did not your fathers thus and did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath day. Read that again, brother. Did not your fathers thus, and did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. To prove to you that a lot of the evil that have happened to us as a people, as a nation, have come because we have profaned the Sabbath. See? A lot of people don't have answers for why we went into captivity. And why a lot of the things that have gone on in our community have transpired. And this is part of the reason why. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> Verse 18. Did not your fathers thus, and did not our God bring all this evil upon us and upon this city? Yet ye bring more wrath upon Israel by profaning the Sabbath. Read. And it came to pass that when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath. Right. See, it's saying dark before the Sabbath because why? The Sabbath starts at Friday night. So when it be started to become dark before the sun went down, read. I commanded that the gate should be shut and charged that they should not be open till after the Sabbath. And some of my servants set I at the gates that there should no be no burden be be brought in on the Sabbath day. Right. So Nehemiah put some guards there to close the gates because people, there will be people coming to the gates into Jerusalem to try to sell to us. See, therefore, that's further proof that, of course, the Sabbath starts when the sun goes down. Because right around that time, he went and shut up all the gates. Read. Read that scripture again, brother. Verse 19. And it came to pass that when the gates of Jerusalem began to be dark before the Sabbath, I commanded that the gates should be shut and charged that they should not be open till after the Sabbath. And some of my servants set eye at the gates that there should no burdens be brought in on the Sabbath day. Read. So the merchants and sellers of all kinds of ware lodged within Jerusalem once or twice. Read that again. So the merchants and sellers of all kinds of ware lodged within Jerusalem once or twice. The merchants and sellers, they lodged without Jerusalem once or twice, which means they were, they, what they started to do was they started sleeping outside the gates. <clears throat> they were trying to, they was like, as soon as these gates open, we're going to try to sell. Or if somebody come to the gates, we're going to try to sell. See? So these merchants and sellers who were Gentiles, because Gentiles don't have these laws. These laws were given to Israelites. Read that again, brother. So the merchants and sellers of all kinds of ware lodged without Jerusalem once or twice. Right. So they started sleeping around the gates. And then what happened? Then I testified against them and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If ye do so again, I will lay hands on you. 
From that time forth came there no more on the Sabbath. Read that again, brother. <clears throat> then I testified against them and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If ye do so again, I will lay hands on you. Right. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. Right. So Nehemiah said, listen, if you try to get my people to sin, there's going to be fisticuffs. See? This is how this is how stern we were. If you try to get my people to break God's law, you're going to have to deal with some fisticuffs. See? Look at us now, though. How, we won't even stand up for God. We won't even stand up for his Bible. We'll claim it's old. When we were a people, when we were in charge and royalty, we didn't act like that. We knew to keep the Sabbath day holy because that was that kept us in God's grace. That kept us protected. Read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Nehemiah 13 and 21. Then I testified against them and said unto them, Why lodge ye about the wall? If ye do so again, I will lay hands on you. From that time forth came they no more on the Sabbath. So they didn't come back after that. See, sometimes that's what it takes. It takes some men, you know, to be on the forefront, the four lines, to protect their families, to protect their nation, not fight each other. We're going to go to Psalms 147 and 19 and 20. We're going to end it off. Psalms 147, 19 and 20. Psalms 147, 19, and 20. Psalms 147, verse 19. He showeth his words unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt with so many, with any nation. And as for his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. Read 19 and 20 again. Verse 19. He showeth his words unto Jacob. His statutes and his judgments unto Israel. So he gave his law to Jacob, unto Israel, unto the twelve tribes. Read verse twenty. He hath not dealt with so. He has not dealt so with any nation. And as far as his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. So the Most High didn't give his law to any other nation. So we can't go out and start following other nations because it seems like you know they're prospering or they're good people. And no. He gave the law to the natives, to the Negroes, to the Hispanics, to the Hawaiians, to the Vietnamese, to the Filipinos. He gave this law directly to us. Therefore, if we break it, we get judged to a higher degree. Because if you're a father or a mother and you specifically tell one son to do something and not the other one, if that son does what you told him not to do, you're going to punish him worse than you're going to punish the one that you didn't give the law to. Read that again, brother. Verse 19. He showeth his word unto Jacob, his statutes and his judgments unto Israel. He hath not dealt so with any nation. And as far as his judgments, they have not known them. Praise ye the Lord. See, so the rest of the world are Gentiles. The Bible call them heathens because they are unlawful. They don't have any law. They eat what they want. They have sex with whoever they want. They marry whoever they want. They, you know, everything. They follow whatever holiday they want. They're lawless. They're unlawful. So Israel is supposed to like the way for the Gentiles and give them the truth not to start following Gentiles the last scripture we have is Isaiah chapter 56 and 2 we're going to bring this home Isaiah 56 verse 2 <clears throat> Isaiah 56 verse 2 blessed is the man that doeth this and the son of the man that layeth hold on it that keep the Sabbath day from polluting it and keeping his hands from doing any evil read that again brother 
Blessed is the man that do this, and the son of the man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath day from polluting it, and keep his hand from doing any evil. Now, we just showed you how you profane and pollute the Sabbath day by selling victuals, or selling anything. Or even receiving money. We can't, if you owe me some money, I can't even receive it on the Sabbath day, brother. Get me, you know, tomorrow or another time, brother. I can't receive money right now. I can't even count money right now, brother. Okay? See? So blessed is the man who does this. A lot of us didn't even know about the Sabbath. And we've been wondering, why does it seem like we can't get ahead? See? Why won't the Most High bless me with more? And it's because with us having nothing, we're still not following the law. Read that, last, last, read that last scripture again, brother. <clears throat> Isaiah 56 and 2. Blessed is the man that do this, and the son of the man that layeth hold on it, that keep the Sabbath from polluting it, and keep his hands from doing any evil. Right. Now, a lot of people may be asking themselves, if this is the right way, how come I've never heard this before? And there is a good answer to that, and it's Job 9.24. This is the reason why you haven't heard this. Uh, you really... It's not really that predominant in, you know, in religions. <clears throat> Most religions, all denominations are going to church on a Sunday. Mm -hmm. Job 9 verse 24. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? Read that again. The earth is given into the hand of the wicked. He covereth the faces of the judges thereof. If not, where and who is he? So the earth is given into the hand of the wicked. There's wicked people running our churches. There's wicked people ruling our government. And they purposely want to get Israel to fall by getting us to break his law. That's why we're on the bottom. This is the main reason why we have been downtrodden and, you know, decimated. We have no government of our own. We have no land of our own. We're fighting for our lives. And this is the reason why, because the Most High gave his people a law and we broke that law. And the world is ruled by the wicked, by the banks, by the government. These are all wicked people who don't want to follow the Most High's law and they don't want you to follow it either. Therefore, when you break his law, you become my slave. See, you don't want to work for the Most High. You gonna work for me. And it's it's very tricky. Satan is very cunning because even in the military, we know brothers that's in the military and they told us. You know, they give you one day off and they say, you know, if you either go to training or you go to church on Sunday. See, and that's how we pick that up. That same way they did in slavery, they would tell us, listen, either you go work in the cotton field, picking peas, picking cotton, or you go to church on Sunday. See how they manipulated that? Because what? If I'm being whipped every day, then I'm definitely trying to have a day off. I don't care what day it is, right? But we're not in captivity anymore. Not in physical captivity, at least. So that's how we receive Sunday worship. And that's all we have today. We want to say Shalom. All praises be to the Most High Ahia. By the, by the, we want to say all praises be to the Most High Ahia and his son, Yeshia, which means Savior in the Hebrew. All righty. Thank you. Thank you.